And welcome. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to the MSG Podcast. MSG Podcast. We're back with a very, very special episode. And by that, I mean it's a regular episode. It's a regular episode. (laughs) Special because we're doing it, you know? I guess. But... If you just uh, posted a blank, blank, uh, blank audio for the next one, it wouldn't be very special. Uh, well, no, but oh, uh, what are we going to talk about? I guess, I guess we'll talk about today. Yeah, and then we'll move up from the ladder of depression. <laughs> um, so today after church, David invited a, a bunch of people out to his classic Mexican restaurant. Yeah, my favorite Mexican in the place, Mexicali's. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we all went out there. Uh, well, a bunch of us went, what were there, like 12, 13, 13, 13 people? 13 people. Yeah, it was a lot of people. Oh, yeah, because we had to wait for, um, for uh, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. Right, we walked out there. That was funny. <laughs> no, but yeah, we went out, and we got this big table. They put a bunch of small tables together, I guess, <laughs> to make enough room for all of us, all 13 of us, to sit there. So we go out there, everybody sits down, and we're relaxing. And I don't know, I don't know if, I think, I mean, you were sitting there. But it's like, it was me, you, Ethan, Alex, and we were all on the corner. So my back was against the wall, and I was aimed towards the entrance of the entrance of the building. Yeah. But when you come through the front door, there's a wall in front of it, so you can go left or right to get in, but you both get inside the door. But I can only see one side of the wall, so I could only see if somebody entered from one side. But Alex was talking, and he mentioned the game Assassins, yep. and I pulled out my gun, and I slammed it on the table, being like, you know, like a classic joke. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I'm buddy. unprepared. And out of nowhere, somebody in a jacket jumps out from the wall in front of me, <laughs> behind David, pops me in the chest, yep. takes off the hat. I find out it's Tara. It's Tara. She, <laughs> she had a hoodie. She and had she a hoodie. Had she had the hoodie up. Yeah, she like had a mask on. Oh, that was hilarious. And I, I got shot in the ch- because um, when I slammed slammed it down on the table, I was looking down at my gun, and I was laughing with like Alex making the joke, and I got popped in the chest, <laughs> and I looked up, I'm like, "What the heck is uh, this?" And it's Tara, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm pissed off." Ah, oh. yeah, I made a big scene in there. <laughs> that was a huge scene. Me and Tara, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Oh man, yeah, I didn't see it coming because she was I, coming from behind dude, me. I, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have gone with you guys. I should have bailed. I knew I'm glad was, you did, I though. knew it was bad Man. luck going there and not going to my taco shop. I knew it was bad luck. Because I knew she was going to come for me while yeah. I was there. I was like, this is the best opportunity to come for me. Because you still don't know where I live. So, right. It's like that was the only way she could do it. So she yeah, going she got out of me. her way. She got me. I'm out now from the Assassin's game. It was the thrilling um, conclusion of what we had to do with it. Yeah, now, it's still going on. So Tara's yeah, there alive. Are five people left. Yep. So Tara's probably going to fill it within the week. Probably. Yeah. And if she has more information, if they on don't post that you're dead, and if you keep your mouth shut, then she'll probably have a better chance there of getting thirteen. Filled. Well, there were twelve other people there. That's true. Yeah. They so all probably, know I'm dead. I doubt they'll keep their mouth probably shut. Getting spread around. They'll probably mention it because it was a funny event. Yeah, it was funny. Everybody in the building was looking at us. Like, oh, All of y'all at the table were sitting there. <laughs> yeah, got up to to hug Tara and congratulate her for taking me out. Now I got to take her out to coffee. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Have you done that yet? No, not yet. I need to organize that. Yeah, but maybe I'll just get her a big pack of coffee. There you go. I don't get know. A... I mean, the whole object is to get to know the people yeah, better. Yeah, but... yeah I got to do that. So. Dang, Tara got both of us. I mean, she has been a madhouse. It's crazy. 
Yeah, people want it to be over so they can get into it because now it's summer. Yeah, so they want everybody's finishing like this month, finishing with school. Yeah, so they all want to. So they want to start again when they start a new round. Yeah, I hope we can. I I bet we can. That'd be cool. But I I would be down. I I I would still be in the same situation. I just don't know any information. (laughs) Right. Like I kind of have Shawn Michael down. They give him you a little. You him again. There's no way I would get Shawn Michael again. But nah, that sucks. Um. But yeah, I guess I'm out. So I'm sorry, man. That's, I know it was bad luck, dude. Oh, I'm glad you win. How, how did you like the food? At least was it okay? Oh yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. So tacos. I like their Mexican rice. It's similar yeah. to the rice I eat at my taco shop. So next week, yeah, I'll, wh- I'll go to yours. Whoever wants to come, we'll go to my taco shop. Nice. It's definitely not as big as a building as yours. Oh really? Yeah, there's a lot. More compressed. That's yeah, kind of those more are compressed. better places. I'd so like if we had that amount of people, there would be a bunch of people. Like they have a bunch of those um, booths, you mm-hmm. know, where you it's against the wall and it's two booths, yeah, or whatever. But we might just so grab you have a couple of tables. Then. But I mean, you can still bring those people. You just have to can it all sit at one big table, most likely. You might be able to. They have a bunch, but I don't know. But yeah, wow. But yeah, okay. I kind of know the people there. Okay, so they know me. They know what I get. I so, come in and I'm like regular. I'm like, yeah. You know yeah. me. Yeah. Tacos. <laughs> I probably won't get that many this time if we go. Because I get 10 tacos, man. Wow. And it takes a few minutes to, to cook those bad boys up. So, But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not bad. So, Nice. Pretty fun. So we'll see. Yeah, was... But yeah, I'm out. So that's about it from the Assassin's game. Yeah, we might update you when, when everything gets finished up. Just to, with the, the final. I'm whoever saying won. probably Tara will win. I bet so. I, I, that's I knew she pick. was the biggest threat hunting me. I knew she was. I yeah. wasn't really scared of anybody else. And I, the only advantage I knew I had was my house. Mm-hmm. It was the only advantage I had. So She doesn't know where you are so, <laughs> most of the time. I wanted to use that. Uh, Once I saw you, dude, dude. We, so when we were outside, right, mm-hmm. and we were talking outside, I was watching my phone, and I was like, it's already like 1225, right? Yeah. And then I remember I told you I was going inside the bathroom because I, I had to pee. And I walked past her, and she's talking to me. I was like, okay, I know where she's at. I go in there, I go to the bathroom, I come back, she's still talking to the same people, so I'm watching the main door. She comes out, and I'm watching to see if she pulls out a gun. <laughs> I, I didn't see anything, I was like, yeah, I, don't, I was talking to Sean Michael, I was like, because I had him next to me, and I was looking towards there in case she made a break for it or something. Right. I was like, I was like it, it really doesn't look like she's hiding a gun in her pocket, she doesn't have a purse on her or anything. I was like, if, but I didn't know where she was parked. I was like, if she goes to her car, it might change, but no, when I was walking away, remember we were all leaving to head out to the Mexicali's, I was I turned around and I looked at her and she said like goodbye like a little like, wave oh. and I was like I'm gonna get to my car a little quicker <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurry. in case and I checked my car twice mm-hmm. when I got to the car I, I had both my doors locked I checked uh, all under the wheels under all four wheels just to see if they were tracking me and then when I came around and I parked next to you I did it a second time so but yeah I figured there there was a high high chance of me being yeah. Tracked to yeah. the Mexicali's. Well, I saw you checking under your wheel wells for the, the tracker. I was checking. I was like, there's a lot of dirt under here, but I ain't feeling nothing. Yeah. So, unless it's under the actual car, which... That was just unfortunate she knew what Mexicali's was and where it was. <sighs> Have you taken it, her there before? Or whatever? No, I think... She they, just knew? Yeah, it's close enough. You did. You live. put the exact address in, in the group chat, man. Yeah, but then again, you know how many people struggled finding it just from the address? Like, dude, oh my the gosh. The fact that she knew the, it ahead of time. The fact that we, we were following you, man, and Ethan kept driving when you turned, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Because I thought you might have been taking a, a shortcut. I didn't know you were actually there. I thought, yeah. oh, 
David's taking a shortcut. He's going the normal route. I guess he has it on the GPS. I was like, I'm going to follow David. So I ran past where you you uh, did, and I turned into the Lowe's instead yeah. and came around. I was like, oh, it's in this big parking lot outlet thingy. Yeah, I thought I told everybody, like, hey, if, if you miss it or if it's not going to take you right to the spot, it's to the left of Lowe's. Yeah. I thought I told everybody that, and I put it in the chat, but I guess he didn't get the, the memo. Yeah, man. So. It worked. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I everybody died, got to so. go to it and got to see it. Well, good time. So, good time. I'll <laughs> definitely do that again next week, but I'll take it to my place. Okay, that's fair. That's so. a, it's a good even trade. And then you, you freaking bought the, the, the <laughs> you paid for the bill, man. Yeah. I, I saw how much it was. I asked for it. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I was like, I was going to pay for it. Yeah. You beat me to it. <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah. No, I, f- uh, I figured, you know, I, I invited all those people over. It's the least I could do. Yeah. But, dang, I was so close to buying that bill. <laughs> Maybe next time. Because I had that stimulus check. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, I'm using money, but still. We might bring a, you know, whenever we go to your place, we might bring a smaller group because I think everybody got really loud. <laughs> yeah, but that you sh- that my place, eh, Sunday afternoon, it might be a couple or two. I just don't they like probably won't be a lot, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. We were, well, we were kind of loud too because of that whole event. <laughs> that was the loudest point was when I got shot. Yeah, yeah. So everybody was taking off. But yeah, and then you had um, Luke doing the what do you call that? The queso, queso mustache, drinking queso from a cop. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, stuff happened. Ah, so, but yeah, that's about it. Ah, so there probably won't be any more updates on the game. Yeah. I guess maybe unless we say if we wins. get to the very end, we might mention this person. Yeah, but nobody's gonna know. Yeah, it's just gonna be a, the thrilling really conclusion. Know who Tara is, but yeah. she's pretty much leading the game. I think yeah, she has yeah. the most kills. No, yeah, by this point, she I definitely she does. does. So it is but, yeah. phenomenal. I mean, yeah. just the, the sheer gonna, power. Honestly, she if we're in it, she said she would be in it again if she if we played again. Mm-hmm. We have to look out for her. Like, <laughs> double team. <laughs> we have to look out for her, but yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Mm. I want to bring up something that hasn't technically happened yet, but is going to happen, but did happen. <laughs> That's a good way of uh, leading um, into it. So we have, next week we have a, a special episode coming out. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff talked about on it. I want to bring up a specific thing that was talked about because I didn't go into detail on it, but now I should. So, okay. I don't know. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not going to give a bunch of details, but... So I said something. I feel like you might have wanted to go into detail on this. I don't know. But there was a point in it where I said, I'm not a Christian. Yeah, I remember I'm that. sure you want to go into that, right? You probably want to say a few <laughs> well, I was kind of curious I what can't your explain it, was. but it's like... Well, why don't you go ahead and explain what you were meaning by it? Okay. I mean, I mean, that's as simple as it is. But basically, it is... Um, you know, I don't care. I guess you could you could call me whatever you want. I really don't care. You can call me a Christian. I, I wouldn't care, honestly. But I don't like name tags. Yeah. And something that has been kind of pushed on me is like, you know, like Christians, Baptist, all these things. Like these are like name tags. They're like yeah, labels. No labels. It's like you walk in the room, you get that red sticker, you write your name on it, and that means you're a Christian. You got the blue one, you're this, you're that. And I was like, I don't really care for that. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't have an issue with it. It's just I don't think I am. Um, I would rather be uh, a follower because I, I follower of Christ without the name tags. I don't think I need the name. 
specifically to represent what I believe. Which I know that's kind of what it's used for. Yeah. Obviously. But that's kind of no, that's, where I, I stand. I think that's fair. So, I'm, I don't have an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I've already said stuff about Christians, like, some good, some bad, whatever. But, yeah. I would. I don't. I don't really care for the name tags too much, so I don't really care to use it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I would rather um, do. I would rather follow what God tells me. Um, without the whole name tag stuff, without being called a Christian, but I still want to. I want. I want to follow it to the best of my ability. Yeah, obviously. So. No, that's. I think yeah. that's fair, and there's a lot of people that don't like labels. Yeah. Um, I have nothing against it, it's just I don't really want to, personally. The, the title of Christian carries a different connotation today than it did back in the day, yeah. even, even uh, you know, a hundred years ago. Um, and I, you know, I shouldn't always bring up C.S. Lewis, and I, this might be something I've talked about on the podcast before, but he was noticing in his time, when he was writing his books, that there was a paradigm shift going on with the term Christian that he was warning people against, and that's already flip-flopped now. So we're yeah. in what he was warning us about. It's already happened. Um, but the way the, what he was talking about was Christian has taken on a second meaning, which is the moral upstanding nature of your average Christian. So yeah. when you say this person is a Christian, it not only means they are a follower of Christ and his teachings, but also it means they are an upstanding moral person. And that's what he was warning against. He was saying, look, that's not what the word means. Being a Christian means you believe that Christ is both God and man. He came to save you and died on the cross for your sins. That's what that means. But it holds no moral equivalent. And he used uh, the word gentleman as an example. When the word gentleman was first introduced to the, the ancient English language, it was solely used to tell others like this person is a gentleman that means that they own land yeah or a a residence that was it It, but over time people saw there were some gentlemen that acted in a more moral manner and so they attached the morality to the statement so now when you think of a gentleman it's somebody that holds doors open for people and they, they do chivalrous things but the original word did not have that moral attachment and so now people get hung up, especially Christians themselves, because they, they find it hard to call themselves a Christian if they do things that are immoral. You know, if they sin, then yeah. they find it hard to call themselves a Christian. Like, no, you can be a Christian well, and still mistakes. do bad things. Yeah. It's the difference between maybe being a good Christian to a bad Christian, but it's still, you're still a Christian. Yeah. And I think that was happening even back in, in the early church days. Like you had lots of Christians. There yeah. were some that were doing it maybe better than others, but they're still Christian. Yeah. So that was that was kind of what I was thinking during that whole interchange. I think I I realized where you were coming from, so I didn't pipe up. But yeah, I, I would rather my attitude, my actions be shown. Yeah. And show what I believe rather than, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. That's why I did this. Like, eh. That definitely yeah, shouldn't be the first thing out of your mouth, for not sure. Not really what I would go with, but you do you. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be hesitant in your case if somebody asked, hey, are you a Christian? I, you know, I would say I'm a believer of God. Yeah, you can or, do that. I would, I would go ahead and say you're a Christian. It. But I think the, the problem that would arise is 
when Where somebody I... would go out of their way to say, "Hey, I'm a Christian." Oh yeah, or, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm sure there are people who do that, but yeah, I'm just saying. But no, you're you're absolutely right oh, yeah. in letting your actions like, speak for you. It's like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say, "Oh, I did this good act because I'm a Christian." No, I did this good act because doing it the wrong, like doing it wrong, would be bad because maybe God has put that on my heart, or I already know it, you know. But right. I don't really care about using the name Christian, but. Right. You know, I don't care. Each your own. Yeah. And I know a lot of the people, especially at your church, you know, like to claim to be Christian. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's I mean, I don't know where they all stand, it. obviously. But, you know, I've, I've heard some interesting takes on even that. You know, like, how dare you it. claim to be a Christian if you tr- really believe in the God that you believe in. I know uh, Jordan Peterson is a real big proponent of that. He's like... If you really believe in the God you believe in, then like, why would you even call yourself a Christian? Because doing so, or even saying that you believe in God, means that you're kind of condemning yourself. And that's kind of the point. Acknowledging well, yeah, you're be hated for what you believe. Yeah. yeah, acknowledging the God of the Bible is also acknowledging your own moral ills, essentially. It's like you cannot acknowledge a biblical God and also upright man at the same time that's that's not how that works yeah so i think he's got a bit of a misunderstanding of how that works he's read the bible all the way through but i feel like he's approached it in a very unusual manner yeah and Um, i I know you know a lot of especially christians obviously they have like a bad rep a lot of them do like there's a lot of christians who are like at least call themselves christian whether or not who are like in the spotlight and they kind of not all of them but some of them make a bad example yeah. Obviously, and you know, the but, pastor was talking about that in church. There's a lot of mega church pastors who have risen to a rank of, you know, it's almost prophet like. Yeah, everybody look up to them, and and then you find out it's like hey, they've had this terrible, women. yeah, terrible sins that they've been hiding in the the background. Um, I think all of us tend to try and hide our own sin, but I mean that's that's the end of the road. They've decided they they really like that limelight, and so they're they're seeking it in. Yeah. Uh, and that in and of itself is a problem because there's there's an arrogance that comes to that. There's a, a pride that is built, and you know everybody's coming to you, and they they got to ask you questions because you're the great you know whoever. Yeah. Um, you might think it's not doing anything to you, but it will, and it, it'll just start cranking up the pride levels until you don't even realize you got it. Yeah. You should always be cautious, right. no matter who the person is. Anybody can say something wrong, or it can be fully leading you down the wrong path and you'll be blind yeah. so you should always be cautious uh, listen yeah. and understand what somebody's saying yeah we're supposed to and test everything I, know, I would say speak up if you yeah if there's something think there's something or like you know maybe you shouldn't have said that or that's just blatantly wrong whatever yeah so and it's it's good to know what you're talking about in those situations because yeah. I've, I've been in situations where I think I know what they're saying is wrong but I don't know I mean, rock solid. And so those are the situations where I'll go back to the Bible and go, okay, let me restudy this passage. Let me look through this. Let me see what other commentators have to say about it. Because, yeah. you know, that Paul, um, when he was going throughout his ministry, he would often praise the, the groups that would go, and they wouldn't take him at his word when he'd talk about the gospel. They'd go and study the Old Testament, see if what he said was actually true. And he would praise them right and left, going, this is how you're supposed to take any new preaching. Because yeah. you don't know, and and if he was preaching rightly, then what he was saying would line up perfectly with what was already written. But if he wasn't, then they could just dismiss him. Uh, that's how they they taught to uh, 
to discern whether people were prophesying rightly or, or wrongly. Yeah. You know, you go and look at what's already been prophesied. You look and see if their prophecies come to light. You know, we're, we are in a faith that is constantly testing and trying. It's, it's a, almost like a scientific process. Yeah. We're experimenting and, and testing what people are doing to see if it's true. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, we don't go by blind faith for sure. <laughs> Every once in a while, YOLO. Yeah, I mean, you know, just like it is. No, but yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. I have a, I don't know. I have weird issues with stuff like that. But it's like it's, it's like I get where you're coming. Even from. Even people who claim to be in the same religion, just like people who claim to be, you know, Christian, whether they are or not, I don't care. That's your yeah. choice. You know, you have very different opinions on certain things. Like some of you see something as right, some of you see it as wrong. Yeah. And it's like. You know, I should probably figure that out because somebody's wrong. Yeah, there, there's some so, things we're, we might not be given to know. You yeah, know, this yeah. is a black and white, right, wrong. But that's why you look at it. And yeah, there's probably moral. some things that are more right, or and that's why yeah. moral grays are so interesting to a lot of people. I am fascinated by them to yeah. no end. Where it's like, okay, you got this situation and this situation, and you have to choose between one or the other, and there's no clear right and wrong. Yeah. It's like you have to make a moral decision on very little evidence, you know, that one is better than the other. Yeah. I mean, people were kind of designed in a black and white kind of way. I mean, well, you like have the, you knowing have the, what's you right. have the ability to choose what yeah. you want or whatever. So it goes yeah. along with that. But and then it usually comes down to if you have the power to help one or the other, the the correct choice is just to help one. If you don't choose, then both of the the options are gonna go away, and so you'll yeah. end up doing more damage not choosing. But I think those are interesting, but we're not yeah. really equipped to deal with them in the proper way. Yeah. Um, I've met yeah. a lot of people. Well, obviously, I haven't met all Christians in the world, but just from the people I've met in my life who claim to be Christian, whether they are or not, uh, they have very different views on a lot of things that it almost seem pretty easy to pick yeah. I'm not saying all of them are easy to pick um, but it's like very the, the way they explain why they choose it is I would say weak you know it's not a very good you argument yeah. to defend this compared to what I could say but you know and you're gonna it's run still your that. choice but I think you're in the wrong for this or that whatever yeah and you know that that's going to happen yeah. Uh, even amongst the denominations of the Christian faith, you know, you got all sorts of different beliefs. I think the salvatory issues, you know, Christ dying on the cross, paying for your sins, so long as you accept Him and His kingship over your life, you deny yourself in order to take up His self. Yeah. Then you're what we would call a Christian, and all the the rest of it, you know, the Baptists and the uh, Presbyterians and all the the different denominations, those would describe. Your individual belief structures beneath that header yeah but that's why i would counsel you if somebody asks you goes out of their way to ask you if you're a christian i would probably go ahead and say yes just for the fact that that is the best description of who you are um because you know you say you follow the ways of christ that's what that means by definition yeah um i i get exactly where you're coming from because i rebel against that moral constraint that the title has because everybody you know, they say, oh, well, he's a Christian. Or the same thing happened with Boy Scouts, you know? Oh, he's a Boy Scout. Everybody thinks, okay, he's morally upright and he 
always does the right thing and he's goody two shoes. Yeah. It's, it's terrible to start linking morality with titles. Yeah, but I mean, you have like, you know, like I said before, you know, sometimes you have either Christians that are making a bad example or just aren't. Mm-hmm. So then you get put into a category. Right. And they're like, oh, I thought you were a Christian. Why you do this? It's like, well, I don't think that's right. I don't know who that is, but right. I would say that's wrong. You get put in this category and it's like, I don't associate with that category. You know, I don't believe the same things some of these people believe, and that's their choice. But these things are not only morally wrong, they're personally wrong. Right. So, I'd, and I don't like getting put into a category. I would rather stand alone, defend what I think or what I believe. Right. And yeah. just walk. I, I think, in a sense, if if you live in a right way and in, in right accordance to the teachings of Christ— and you're doing everything you can to, to seek after God and His ways, then I think there's no real danger in calling yourself a Christian or admitting to people who ask you that you're a Christian. Because, yeah, it's bad to go out of your way to go, oh, yeah, everybody, I'm a Christian. Because, you know, that's, that, it gets into the pride issue. Yeah, yeah. But you're talking about how Christians often have a bad rap. Well, people can watch you and see, hey, wait a minute, this guy's doing something right. And then when they muster up the courage, like, hey, you know, what what do you well, yeah. believe? What what yeah. are you a Christian? That can actually go a really far way in turning back their minds from those you know those bad people. Because of course you're going to have people who are hypocrites in what they believe. Everybody does it to some extent. I mean, yeah. Even the best of Christians still sin. Um, but yeah, there is a taint a lot of times on that people have over Christians, and it's often the ones that the media will drag through the yeah. streets. As an example of, yeah, look at how hip- hypocritical all Christians are. But most of the the solid examples that people will find are, are the little guys that don't go after. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying So you could Christians be one of those bad. little guys that you're just doing your best. And if God picks somebody to look to you and go, that guy is doing something different. He's got hope when he shouldn't. Things are going terrible for him, but he's not despairing. You know, then they're gonna come up and go like, "What? What the heck's going on? Like something? You got to be doing something. What are you on drugs? <laughs> you know, people Meh. get confused because yeah. Christians don't act the way they should. In the fact that you know your house burns down and you know your parents die and all this bad stuff happens to you, but there's no real just giving up hope. We always have hope. Yeah, and that's not the way that the world sees things, and so. It, it's often confusing in a way that they can't understand, and that's why they seek, you know, like, well, what's going on? What 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 gives you this hope? Yeah. And that's when you can go, yeah, well, I happen to believe this. So, yeah, whether you use the title or not, I definitely would keep in mind that, like, that's what the title means, ultimately, is it. what you believe. I don't know. I feel I would just say, you know, I follow the faith or, you know, something like that. I'm a believer of God, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, something like that. No. That's probably what I would jump to. But that doesn't really happen to me. I don't know. It, you, it's just you never know. Situational. The one uh, thing I've always learned, or I've, have learned through life, is there's always somebody watching you, whether you realize it or not. And it, it could be people that are far removed from you, even people that you've never met. But there's always going to be somebody watching you. Um, and, you know, they they might just be in a really bad spot at some point and then yeah. remember, hey, wait a minute, that guy, he's he's different. I just want to talk to him. And 
a lot of people have been saved through things like that, where they're at their wits' end, and they remember, hey, that person, you know, I saw him go through that. He didn't bat an eye. Yeah. And and little things like that can leave a big impact on others. Yeah. I don't know. Just so long as you don't go, oh, well, you know, I don't believe anything, and then you just turn around and walk away. So long as you, you're open to talking to people about yeah. it. Because even Peter said, you know, be, be ready to give account for the reason you have hope. At a moment's notice, you have to be able to tell people, and I think it's for things like that. The early church suffered greatly, and we as Americans have not suffered much for the Christian faith. In fact, it's kind of a joke if, if you look at the disparity between yeah, the two. Apparel, yeah. I mean, we have had it easy just because it's a popular religion. Yeah. Very few people, I think, do it as they should, and I probably fall into that category, undoubtedly fall into that category. But it's... I've said it many times on the podcast. I'll say it again. There will come a time in which it will fall out of favor and it will be hit by a heavy wave of persecution, which will probably be you know, started with just simple things, you know, like, oh, we won't take you at this college. You can't work here. Yeah. Just general persecution. And then it will lead towards violence and killings. And, and the people that practice those, you know, persecution on the Christian church, they will feel fully justified in doing so. But it'll be wrong. It's going to happen. The writing's already on the wall. It's it's begun. It's just it hadn't gained the momentum that I think would take for it to break out on a national scale. It's coming. It's just yeah. not there yet. Maybe after our time. And that. I hope so. It, everybody wishes for that, you know, nice, calm, peaceful life. They can do what they want and they can, you know... I, I wish for that. I want to grow up, have a family, have kids, and, and grow old peacefully. But if that doesn't happen, if if we end up being persecuted in this life, I think you'll start seeing a lot of the people who are fake Christians falling away. Oh, yeah. I mean, I said that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think that's that's what I love. I know I said, that, said this is the whole idea of being tested, whether or not you are of faith or whatever you believe. I think it's it's awesome to be tested. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to have that temptation or whatever, let's see if you make the right choice over time or if it's, you got to decide in that moment. I think it's yeah. awesome because, you know, we all make the wrong choice. We all go down the dark, the bad path, but we also make good choices. And I think you know, when you're presented with these, these, whether or not what you choose, when you're presented with these, um, these tests, these trials, these tribulations, um, it helps you grow. Yeah. And maybe some may help you grow more than others, especially if you chose the wrong thing instead of the right thing. You may not grow that much compared to if you see improvement if you made the right choice this time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's awesome. And I, I love it personally. Yeah. But, and, you know, that's probably a mark of, of good faith. I find it fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing because you, if you can look past it, there's a lot of people, they only see it for face value. You know, like, I'm struggling with this thing right now. Yeah. But if you can look past it and see the value of it, it's like, okay, I'm struggling with this thing. And I find I'm losing to it a lot. Um, you can be learning through losing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good to give in to temptation or to, to you know, to accept Defeat. a sin as, as a good thing. Yeah. But it can be sometimes used for good in your life. Um, and you might not know how until way after that's passed and that you know the thing has been fixed in you and then all of a sudden it'll come back and go, oh yeah, well I went through that 
and I failed a lot in it, and that was so I could learn how to counsel other people when they're going through the same thing. Yeah. And it, you'll be surprised. I think when we get older and we start seeing how this stuff, one, we're, we're getting better at fighting it, but two, how other people are going to be. Yeah. You know, going through the same thing. It's also good because, especially if you fail something, if you fail something multiple times, I think it has more value than if you fail it at once and then you just. I'm not saying that's not good, obviously, but if you fail at more times, you have more experiences of different outcomes, like different ways you fell to it. In which case, you have experience that you Mm -hmm. can give to others in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, you can start. You know, if you have a struggle with this, you can go. Okay, look, you need to start looking ahead, and you need to pick out all the things that would lead you. To get down close path. to that. Yeah. And once you get close to it, you know it's going to pull you over the edge. So, like, you know, you're not going to do the pharisaical thing where you, you draw the line 50 foot away, and, and that's what you hold to, but you just need to be mindful of those things that you know will trigger that temptation for yeah. you. So, yeah, no, I think, you know, yeah. uh, gosh, what, what is that verse? Uh, all things... All things are right to uh, in a man's eye? Right. No, not that one. That it's... One? Uh, Gosh, I probably the, the one time I can't remember something. Ah, that's um, fine. Uh, God uses all all things together for those good. who love Him. That, that's the, something that's like that. Yeah, it. yeah. Like I said yeah. before, this is, my brain's not here today. <laughs> but Perhaps, it's that yeah. kind of thing. It's like He can even use your sin for good yeah. in the future. It might not be great for you right now, but it, that is the mark of a true genius. If he can yeah. use all the bad that's going on to end up producing a greater good in the future, I mean, it's yeah, and you never know. Just it. like like what you were saying, there's always someone watching. What if somebody watched you when you fail, and then they're better prepared for that situation that you failed at, but they they succeed at it. So it's like, yeah, the, maybe you failed to it. The wisest this time, people but they succeeded will learn what not to do by watching other people's failures. Yeah. That, that's a shot, you know. Because everybody can get experience by doing something wrong and then somehow learning how to do it right. Yeah. But if you can look at other people and go, okay, like, he just messed up. Yeah, you put I that will, in your books, man. Yeah. Then Lock that's when down. a lot of wisdom starts really stacking up and quickly. Because that means you don't have to fail a whole bunch. Now, you might start forgetting those things yeah. that you didn't live. I mean, if you live a failure... You will remember it for the rest of your life. It is stuck with you. So you, you got to kind of work hard at the other ones. Yeah. But it's possible to gain a lot of practical wisdom that way just by watching other people and, and learning from their failures. Yeah. So, man, that's crazy, dude. It, it is crazy. We, we live in an interesting place. <laughs> interesting world. Oh, damn, we beat, we beat that subject. <laughs> beat it to death. I, I mean, I have a bunch of subjects we could talk about. Well, there was a there was another one that kind of came up. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I can't remember most from that episode. Uh, but if you got something, yeah, go. and I, I'm struggling kind of remember all the things that were talked about with. Well, maybe it. I, I can remember a, if you throw it. It was a, it was a concept of marriage and why it's important that it be just a man and a woman. Okay. Um, I mean, I only went into like one subject when I yeah. talked about it, really. But yeah. I, th- I thought that was funny because she threw out. Something. I didn't know what she was talking <laughs> about when she said that. I, I honestly didn't. Yeah. Because it was. Like, when I'm talking, it's like my mind's, like, on a railroad. Yeah, it's just like... It's and it's like, you, you're throwing something at a train, I don't really notice it as well. Yeah. So, which, obviously, is not that good, but... Well, and what, what both yeah. of y'all were saying is something that definitely feeds into the, the issue. That's one of the biggest portions of it, but there's a lot more to it. Um, 
and I feel like we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's probably been a long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah but there's, there's a lot of both symbolic importance to marriage as well as, like, I'm not exactly sure what you would call it, but, it, you know, sort of the orthodoxy, uh, what, what is set in stone by God, the law of God portion of it yeah. that can't be ignored in what marriage is. First of all, he, he was the one that invented the genders in the first place. Yeah. He created man and woman. Um, then he created it so that there could be something such as marriage. So he realized that it was bad for man to be alone. That was the, the beginning of this. That was the first thing in the Bible, first thing in Genesis, that was considered to be not good. Everything else up until that point, God said was good or very good. And so it's like, okay, that's a big deal. So how did God fix it? Well, he, he had Adam go and name all the animals. And not one of the animals was found to be fit for him as a mate. And I'm sure Adam was feeling awfully lonely at that point. I mean, you, you've just seen every living thing on the face of the earth, and not one thing suited for you. Yeah. And so God created Eve for him. So it's like, okay, so you've got the creator of everything, and he decides, okay, it's bad that Adam's alone. So he creates the, the perfect match for him. So already you've got some great symbology going on. Yeah. Um, and reality going on. So just from that alone, that picture, you can see, okay, one man, one woman in a loving union is the perfect picture of marriage just by that. And it was decreed, and he goes into this shortly. It's like a little aside in Genesis where it goes from the account where Eve was created to say, and that is why a man will leave his father and a woman will leave her mother and they will join into one flesh. So that is also indicative of another symbology, which is a, a picture of Christ and the church. You know, that they bounce between those images a lot in the Bible where it's talking about Christ's bride. It's always referring to the church, so the, the new Israel. It's the, it's the same Israel so long as they believe in Christ, but yeah. aside from the point. But it's marriage is a symbol of Christ's love for the church. Um, and it's a, it's a dual-sided love. You know, the, the church loves Christ. Christ loves the church. Um, it's, marriage is, is oh gosh, it's a symbol in so many different ways, too. It's, it's a symbol of that. It's a symbol of God's love for his people in other ways. Yeah. I mean, there, there's more to it. The, the, so. the childbearing as well. Yeah. That was one of the first commands of God was to be fruitful and multiply. It's like, how else can you be fruitful and multiply? You don't have a wife, a man he can't having multiply. a wife. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So the, the biological well, element is not. There's obviously ignored. a lot of stuff you could talk about in that, but no. Um, one thing, one thing that did come up was the, uh, idea of, you know, if you, you know, you have two guys who love each other, right? Mm-hmm. And it was brought up, well, they love each other. How could love be wrong? Well, it's not, I didn't, I don't think I said this. I'm pretty sure I didn't. But then I thought about this after and I was like, oh shoot, I didn't even mention that. But the idea is you can love something that's wrong, yep. you know? Yeah. You could be addicted to heroin. That ain't good. You yeah. know? Absolutely. But just because you love it doesn't mean it's correct. Right. It just means you you love it, you're addicted to it, whatever. But yeah, and 
to love a sin it's easier to be blinded to than to look at it and say yeah this ain't right yeah yeah. no you're right you're right it's then that's where the problem arises when we've talked about this before too but like where love is held up as everything you know you'll often see that on the posters love is love that is so incredibly dangerous when you start holding that up as the absolute. Like, well, if I love something, then it, it must be okay. Yeah. You're throwing all sorts of things out the window because you're just exactly like you're talking about. Well, I love heroin. Um, <laughs> so is that a good thing for you? Are, yeah. you? are you being, is that a healthy thing? Uh, I would argue that a homosexual marriage is not healthy. It is. It does not work, one, on a biological level, but also people are designed in a certain way so that those kind of unions are always wrong. And it's kind of difficult to describe what I mean by that, but they don't work the same way that a male and female marriage does. Yeah. In fact, you can often see how those marriages, one of the partners will start to compensate in some way because there is a hardwired in us desire for one partner to have male traits and one partner to have feminine traits. Yeah. And it's interesting. And and it, it works even in male and female marriages. Because sometimes you'll see a marriage where the man is really deficient in, you know, the the standard what you consider to be a male's duties in the household. You know, he's not real firm on anything. He's not he's kinda wishy washy yeah. on everything. And you'll often see he'll end up pairing up with a woman who's overbearing and really firm and strong. Tom not having for that, yeah. Yeah, but it, it brings the balance back. Yeah. So it's like in the human mind, there is a craving for that kind of union. The yin and the yang. Yeah, and so you'll see in you know, male-on-male marriages, one of them will be very effeminate. I mean, very. Yeah. To the point where it's like you got the, the you know... The, the gay, you can see it from a mile away kind of thing. Because their, their uh, voices get elevated yeah. and they, they really are frou-frou on things and whatnot. It's not, you know, I'm not talking ill about them, but that's what happens. Yeah. And then the other partner will just seem normal. And same with women. One of them will be more masculine, overbearing. They'll often have a shorter haircut. It's just hardwired into people. And they yeah. they won't admit that. But it's the truth. And... It's one of those things, okay, so if you can see it, why is that? Why is that hardwired into the human? Yeah. The atheists would probably say it's because of, you know, biological reproduction. Um, there, there's probably an extent of that in there, but I think also it, there's being more told to something, it. Also being told, like, what you're doing is wrong can it also help push you further into it. Mm-hmm. You have to have, like, oh, this person hates it, but I love it. So they're just homophobic or, you know, like a hater. It, it helps push them into that category. So Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. But, I mean, to eat your own. Yeah. Can't make the choice for you. So uh, that That is something that's interesting that's that's come up because scientists has not followed the uh, the homosexual movement. Yeah. And it's interesting because now science was the biggest push against Christianity, probably the secular science, because they came out with the whole evolutionary movement, and that was and the Big Bang theory, and that was the the driving force against yeah. Christianity for so many years. Um, but now it's interesting because now science is being attacked because they're not willing to admit that 
homosexuality causes a lot of psychological problems. It is not a natural thing. Yeah. Every once in a while you'll hear a uh, somebody come out and say, oh yeah, you know, homosexuality is something that you can observe in nature. You know, you, you can see animals doing that. It's like you don't. Yeah. Perhaps something has, has happened once or twice in very unusual conditions where they can observe behavior like that or maybe they're picking and choosing cases. But it is not something that is the norm. Uh, so now science has been cowed into a corner. Yeah. Same thing they tried to do with Christianity. Uh, also, science people, says there's only two genders. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But Bill Nye like, doesn't. Because he's not a scientist. He's no scientist. Anyways. But yeah, so you've got scientists who are coming out and going, hey, wait, this is wrong. And look at all the the clear psychological disorders that come out of a homosexual relationship. Yeah. And people are ignoring them. So it's like, now they're getting kind of love is love. That's right. That's that's the lesson of the day, kids. Love is love. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day where pedophilia is full on. It, and 100% because it's not there yet. But. There's no end to the downward spiral, though. Cause, uh, and I, I can't say how, but they'll probably figure out something that's even worse than that. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> just how it goes. You know, it, just yeah. keep going and going and going. Because there's no end, especially now that they've broken down the moral barriers. Yeah. America is pretty much no longer a religious country, even though we still got it in the motto. We've broken all the ties between the state and the church. And schools and churches, people are fighting the ideals of churches to the fact where many churches have just decided to give up fighting. You know, that's why you've got so many of the churches that fly the rainbow flags and are completely accepting of homosexualities. Uh, homosexuals. <laughs> Homosexuality, that's still the, that's it, the word. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I used know it in you, the wrong context. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. And that, you know, that's something we've talked about before too, where it's, we're not turning those people away but at the same time we have to go look the the lifestyle you're leading is something that is openly sinful it's it's not an issue of you know we don't accept you as a person every person has merit and their soul is valuable but those churches that cave to the peer pressure, and it, it really is, it's soft core persecution is what's happening to all these churches. They've enjoyed their position of, of cushiness and lack yeah. of persecution. So that now that when they're attacked, they've enjoyed the limelight. They've enjoyed feeling good and being friends with everybody. So in order to preserve that, they've got to cave on some things. And that means they can't teach the full truth of the Bible, yeah. which means they have to ignore certain sections of the Bible. And that's when the the problems start happening. Yep. It's like if, if a homosexual showed up to our church, we'd welcome him with open arms. But we, out of love for them and out of concern for their very soul and their eternal life that's on the, the, yeah. the stakes, we would talk to them about their, their problem. It's like, look, this is, this is going to get you killed. And even in the present age, you're going to have a lot of problems. And you're going you're gonna to be trying to compensate in a number of ways and you'll never find happiness. And I think that's the more loving thing to do. Yeah, man, sometimes the truth hurts. It does. People don't like the truth. It did to me. Why wouldn't it to anybody else? So, well, yeah. The darkness fears the light. Yeah. It exposes everything that the darkness hides. That's how it works. Get a flashlight. And just, bam! Blind people! Yes, let's blind them with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing they were talking about in church. Yeah. It's like, God is light. 
in in a viscerally real sense, but also in a figurative, yeah. figurative sense. Yeah, that's why I want to do that that, that Bible study. Yeah, like, I don't even breaking into things. Like, like not that. even like full Bible study, but you could talk about you know your personal issues. You talk to people about stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, because our current setup is not one that's really conducive to like talking to people one on one. Yeah, I know you kind of do a little bit, but it seems like everyone gravitates towards their little friend group. Yeah, you have groups and such, which is good, but. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a, a more informal setting where the goal is let's let's dig into this passage and then like does it it, it clearly will apply to people. Yeah, but yeah. like is there something that this could help you with in your life right now? Yeah, that's that, the goal. That's a practical application. Yeah. I like that. So see how that goes. But uh, I'm not sure how much time we have left to talk about other stuff. I guess we have like another ten minutes. I could bring another subject up. Ah. Uh, uh, okay, I guess this is one for our future events, but yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, this is a question that me and you can answer. Well, I guess not answer, but give our opinion on. Um, so you have the idea. I'm sure you've heard this. I think a lot of people have heard this, and I think it's come up more recently. And, and this is still religious, obviously. And it's the idea of um, why does God do, like, why do bad things happen to good people? Uh, why would yes. get? Why would God allow bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. I know where I, I what I would say. But, I mean, Go for it. Okay. Uh, first off, technically speaking, none of you are good people. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. That's uh, brutal uh, I mean, even even if you want to, even if you disagree with the idea of being born sinful, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't learn how to lie or yeah. steal, but Just I knew how to do both, and I did both. Yeah. Um, you all have done bad things, and if you done one bad thing, that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you put one drop of dirt into an, into like a bucket of water, well, it's not yeah, not water. clean water anymore. I mean, majority clean, but there's still something wrong with it. The same idea. You've done one bad thing. Even if you have one bad thought, you're no longer a good person. And pe- and what people would say is, well, I have more good than bad. Yeah. And, and I know I brought this up before. It would be, well, what was your intent behind doing the good? simply to get something out of it or because it was something you felt you wanted to do you're like this is the right thing to do i want to do this you know did it did did it did you feel it or was it for a personal gain of whatever reason saying oh this good deed is going to get me into heaven well then it's not that good of a deed not that it didn't help or do anything but your intent behind it was wrong so that's that's kind of what i would say but absolutely right because I like the way that Vody Bauckham broke that one down. He, he said, if anybody asks him that question, you tell him, you're not asking the question right. I'm like, what do you mean? It's my question. You know? it's like, why, yeah. why would a good God allow there to be evil in, the, in a world? It's, it's a valid question. Yeah. But he would, he would persist and go, you're not asking it right. Uh, this is the way you should be asking it if you actually understand the issue. It's like, how could a good God save anyone because we're all viscerally evil and opposed to his every move i mean the person by themselves hates god they really do they might say they don't but if you look at their heart versus god's heart everything that they enjoy is opposed to what god wants for them yeah so it's like just like what you were saying even one sinful thought is enough 
to have you dead. And, and that is the most just thing that he could do. So if you're talking about injustice and the fact that there's evil in the world, it's like, that's not for you to decide. You are not the judge. One, your outlook on the issue is jaded, and it's, it's not from the right vantage point. If, I bet if we could see out of God's eyes on everything that was going on, Everything is working for the good of those who love him, so it's actually kind of all working out in the end yeah. anyway. It'd be like what Craig was saying, the yeah. Matrix. Yeah, it's At like the end when you he sees would, you when, would uh, see it. when Neo sees all the the coding and actually how people are that they're all coding and stuff. It would be the same idea. I mean, if we saw it, we'd probably just die because there's no way we could comprehend the incredible complexity that no, yeah. goes into it. Yeah, but you know, if we were allowed to understand it, I think you know it would make sense. That's not a cop-out answer either because it goes back to, yeah, none of us are good. Not one. And nobody pursues God like they should. Or at all. Yeah. So God had to come and he saved us. So that, that's already going well out of the sphere of what you know would be considered just. And he's not distant from human suffering. In fact, he came down, wore human flesh... And suffered the most out of any person who has ever lived and died on a cross. The most agonizing death that had been invented up to that point. To pay for your own sins so that you don't have to die like that. So, you know, you're worried about the fact that there's evil in the world. But you're not looking at the goodness of the person who's allowing you to escape eternal damnation. So there's a difference in perspective. Yeah. People need to look at it the right way. <laughs> That's the problem, though. All looking through a different lens. Yeah. Saying the other person is wrong, not yourself. So. Yeah. It's people like to blame shift a lot. Yeah. I catch myself doing it from We've time. We've all to done time. it. Yeah. Trying to do it, but it happens. It needs to be called out for. You need to be. You need to be more accountable for your actions. People will be impressed if ever you do something wrong. And you own up to it immediately. So you don't go wishy-washy. You know, I've had situations where I messed up in my job. And I always try to go, hey, look, I messed up. I, I knew better even, and I just no, I, didn't do the right thing. Yeah. What can I do to fix it? They will be incredibly impressed with that because that's, what, that's not what people do. Oh, yeah, I've people definitely like go, done. Oh, I've, well, I've done where I didn't take accountability yeah. before, yeah, 100%. And that's easy to do. And, yeah, I've, I've done it a lot, too, and I don't feel good about it. Yeah. But... Trying to build back some accountability that will go a long way yeah. to to fixing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they'll these improving your life, yeah, stuff like that. Even these things that you would consider maybe smaller, they definitely add on to your life. They change your change you a lot. So, and it doesn't even Very have to valuable. be just things with your job, or it can be things in your personal life, like hey, everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing this thing. You wrong. need to be accountable in every aspect of your life, everything. Yeah. But that's what God demands, but in a good way, in a loving yeah. way. So, yeah, that wasn't bad. Ugh. See, we nice. always get good subjects. Yeah, every time. We have like a buttload of topics now. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll probably leave that one out next week. Okay. We? But, uh, or if or, we run out. But yeah. Um, yeah, next week is a special week. But uh, yeah, next week, out, next week, we have a guest episode. Um, that's what this episode was kind of on. Yeah, was explaining some of the stuff we said before you hear it. So, 
Uh, yeah. It was good talking to bad. all of y'all. Not bad. So, but that's about it. Yeah. Thank you. Unless so. you got anything else. The wing. Chicken <laughs> yeah, wing. He always gets me with that. Gotta, man. gotta get it. But yeah, awesome. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. I guess and we'll uh, catch you on the next one. And we'll catch you next week. So, right. peace. See ya.